We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a man who hates all women. That's right, his mum, his sister, his partner, strangers on the street. He hates them all. It's Chris, the woman hater. Fuck, that's like the most brutal intro you've given me. I, I, I should clarify, I do not hate all women at all. Just most of them, but yeah? Just most of them, of course. <laughs> no, of course I don't do that. And um, I also don't spend my nights hunting them across cities and stuff like that. But then I'm also a normal person, as opposed to the villain of this movie we're going to be discussing. We're talking about Run, Sweetheart, Run, which came out in 2020. Chris, this is a film that you found on Amazon Prime whilst you were hunting for films and not hunting for women because you can only do one of those things, Chris, <laughs> at a time because we, we cannot multitask as we are men. And we like to give films our full viewing uh, powers, Chris. We like to When we watch a film, we go all in on watching a film, so no multitasking and phone scrolling when we, when we watch a film. We properly dive into it, don't we? I speak to people that I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll put a film on and then I'll go on my phone and sort of watch it a bit while on the phone. And that irritates me, people do that. If I need to use my phone during a movie, I will pause the movie because I'm there to watch the movie to get fully focused in it. This film was, was one that I had seen on Amazon Prime a while ago, but I didn't have Prime at the time to watch it. I didn't want to pay. And then I have Prime now and it came up again. I thought, oh yeah, let's watch it. I didn't really know what the film was about. I knew it was a woman that was going to be running for her life, and that that about it. Gave it my full attention, of course. I could do with every movie. Yeah, I, I also went into it not knowing anything other than you watched it. And this is a, a film with, like, two, for me at least, two very different turning points in the film. So, you know, it does the initial introduction to our protagonist, uh, Sherry, who is a single mum, uh, trying to get into the world of big lawyering, but... You know, it's a male-dominated world, and she's immediately talking to a HR guy about something that's happened, and then we follow her through her day-to-day life, uh, being perved on by various different guys, and then she goes out on a big date. And, uh, you know, that's all fairly standard stuff. And when the film really piqued my interest is when Ethan, the main antagonist of the film, the Jason Voorhees of this film, stops and and looks at the camera and then i was like ah okay now we're rocking and a rolling uh (laughs) which 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 i quite like the fourth wall break it it caught my attention i was like oh he knows i'm looking (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, there's there's a couple of fourth wall breaks isn't there like the the first one you mentioned is uh the client or she's going out of her boss's client on the day because her it's her boss's anniversary, and he's been double booked, uh, much to Sherry's confusion, because she was sure she hadn't double booked them. And she goes out, and they have a lovely dinner. There's a bit of a red flag during a dinner date where this guy uh, freaks out because the dog barks at him, loses his temper, which is, you know, that's a red flag immediately. But he um, brings it back around, and they go back to his for a couple of drinks and maybe a romantic smooch. And like you said, there's the fourth wall break where he turns and he stops the camera from following into the house. And there's a couple of fourth wall breaks that happen later in the film as well. And then that's when the film takes its uh, dark and sinister turn. And, I knew this was going to be a woman that was going to be attacked, and I knew that um, from a, a trailer I watched ages ago that this guy was going to be hunting her throughout the thing. And I thought the film was going to be like these super rich people that like hunt other people for sport, that type of thing. I did read in the description, it said supernatural thriller, and then immediately forgot it said supernatural thriller. But as the film progressed and it came back to me and I realised what was sort of happening, because uh, when the film started, it made a point of pointing out that uh, Sherry was on her period. And then it kept bringing it up, and it was emphasising this period point. And I was thinking, why on earth is it doing this? And then obviously it becomes apparent later on. Well, look, it's a nice touch that, you know, 
it's it's showing Sherry having to go through all this stuff, uh, and and with the added pressure of you know period pains and and all all the stuff that comes with it, and it doesn't help when you're being, you know, chased by someone that can apparently smell blood from a great distance away. So it adds to the threat, and uh, she uses it at various points to her advantage. And I did like the ongoing gag at the start of the film where she's just. I just need a tampon. Just someone give me a tampon, please. My kingdom for a tampon, <laughs> to quote. <laughs> so, like, that that bit is all good stuff and, and fine, and all the performances are spot on, and that early stuff of being hunted is all very well done. And I, I like the fourth wall break, because it's all sort of, if you read into it, it's like, oh, he's he's a nice guy until nobody's looking, and he makes us turn away. So for a... a first like half an hour 40 minutes of the film all of the horrendous things that he does he doesn't want us to see uh, until he bites a man's head off so that's 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 good i like a lot of this film there's also like various points signs that are also like signs to what is going on in the plot so when sherry at one point runs away from her boss who's in on feeding his assistant to this guy she runs past a, a shop that says safe on it so and there's also other signs like no exit here and, and other bits and bobs that i've probably missed out as well so that's all really good but then the film takes a turn for me when the hero dog shows up on the freeway now i love a hero dog chris you know i love a hero dog everything else after that kind of falls flat and takes away sherry's agency a little bit uh from me where she's introduced to the first lady who basically goes oh yeah he's a he's thousands of years old he's a fallen angel and i've been tasked to stop him and we're both thousands of years old so and yeah tonight's I'm, the night we're yeah. gonna stop so him. <laughs> it makes the first lady look kind of weak that you know this guy's got an obvious weakness which is uh, sunlight they they dracula him chris and it took thousands of years to do that why not just get a big crane take the roof of his house off when he's sleeping in the morning and then burn him then just i don't like that it's explained to sherry it's like if laurie strode runs into dr loomis and he goes i've been hunting jason for years and i have the perfect plan to kill him i just needed you some bait to, to lay the trap yeah. so it makes everyone look incompetent it takes away sherry's agency she's smart she's been figuring things out and, and you know using the little breadcrumbs that she's got to be resourceful it takes all that away the end is fine it just it could have been better and you know given sherry her independence and like yeah she don't need no man she also doesn't need thousand year old biblical entity to tell her a really simple plan uh, trap this guy in in some sun so she she could have figured that out and there could have been like other ways that she could have done that like in the club instead of being attacked by random guys she could have been attacked by ethan again and then like some strobe lighting or uv lighting like sends him over the edge and she's like ah uv light there's uv light in the sun so putting two and two together like that i would have preferred that more than ah here's a secret cult of women that had a plan this whole time and they just needed you. I didn't like that. That didn't sit well with me, but I, I like everything else about the film, Chris. Uh, so, sorry for ranting. I don't usually rant at hero dogs, but yeah, uh, that's the turning point. 
nothing actually wrong with the dog itself. Well, it, I, it, I, everything I, that comes after the dog. Yeah, I also think that the hero dog turning up on a freeway is probably not great. Maybe they should have done it near some trees or something. Like it's a stray dog in some woods, not a stray dog on a road, because that's not the natural. You know, that if if you're a stray animal, you don't want to be on a road because you'll end up roadkill. So. I think that that's also a problem as well. But I'm nitpicking at this point, Chris. So say something well, positive. Uh, <laughs> maybe the dog thing could have been rectified if, because at this point, Sherry's uh, traveling with some three girls she met in a nightclub after she got harassed by some blokes and they come to her aid. And uh, Eaton um, makes the car crash. Three girls die. And yeah, Sherry looks like she's about to be killed and the dog turns up. And Ethan has a reverse reaction to dogs. Whilst I don't think they can, they're a physical threat to him, for whatever reason, they get aggressive and bark at him. We see he's that in other horror person. films and stuff. He says it. He's uh, a cat he's person. A cat person. Yeah. And he, I think the cats are freaking as well. Maybe the car had crashed into a kennels. That would explain why there are other dogs there that would have scared him off, maybe. but um, <laughs> It crashed into a dog-catching van that nobody saw and disappeared over the bridge. <laughs> and this is the only dog that survived the crash. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that's even darker. You, you, yeah, you started it. it. It does take a bit of a weird turn when she contacts this first lady because this first lady stuff's dropped throughout the film, like um all these other signs and outlaw. And the film makes it obvious she's dealing. I just thought normal vampire at this point. I don't think it's gonna be some sort of biblical angel because even when Ethan reveals himself and he rips off Sherry's ex-partner's head and he's like, yeah, it's a big fucking surprise. So even he's making it obvious like, yeah, I know everyone's figured it out. This secret organization with this first lady. It's like a Kill Bill type thing, isn't it? All yeah. these women actually training in martial arts and how they, they spread their period blood through their water supply all over the city so we can't track down one individual woman. I don't think it has to be specifically period well, blood. Well, okay, yeah, just blood. No, you're right. And then I was thinking why this woman had this entire fighting force that she's been training to kill. Is it Ethan again? Is that your name? The patriarchy demon or the misogyny angel, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> I, I, to kill him. Yeah. And then they haven't done it. And, yeah, the plan at the end was a pretty basic plan that made the demon dracula thing seem overly stupid because all it was is go inside a building we're going to paint the windows black so he doesn't realize the sun's coming up and then when the sun's come up we're going to smash the windows it was a very basic plan for this super secret organization and i'll agree it did take away from the film a little bit i was able to enjoy the film regardless of that ending or well, the bit before it was probably was the stronger point of the film that lot where she's running and she's got to figure things out and doing tricks like throwing her bloody tampon onto a vehicle that's passing on the road beneath her so he starts following that rather than following her for example and um it did go from more of a thriller or more from a horror survival film into a horror actiony film towards the end so not as great as what it could have been but overall i still enjoyed it and i like the twist of him being this demonic entity and he's got human helpers and stuff like that and i like the fact that when he gets into the sunlight it doesn't the sunlight doesn't directly kill him it weakens him so he's leaking this sort of black gunky stuff out of him but that's not what directly kills him it's it's him burning up which they hint at earlier on the film when his blood sprays on he gets injured and some of his blood sprays into candles and rather than extinguishing the candles the candles are let out a mini explosion almost i would disagree that it goes horror action you invoke to kill bill but there's nothing like that in there there's no big fist fight or anything like that so it remains pretty horror thrillery threat if you're expecting a big sword fight at the end you're going to be very disappointed i like that he is you know not a vampire that he is something different and i like that we don't get to see it i imagine that when he's transforming in front of sherry it's probably one of those realistic like biblical angels like that are all wings and eyes have you ever seen one of them i've seen drawings and i've seen like artist renderations of biblical angels and they look terrifying 
they're disgusting. So I like that he's probably shapeshifted into that, but I also like that we didn't see it because, you know, the light and the sounds are enough to, and, and Sherry's reaction is enough to make us go, yeah, this is bad. So that's <laughs> fun. Yeah, and again, with the, the death of him, it's Sherry going, ah, you, you keep turning the camera away from you know all the bad things that you're doing but i want people to see you get burnt alive because this is who you are you're a misogyny demon that's big and tough when no one's looking but when people are looking in the light of day chris because it's an apt metaphor you can be set on fire like any other man i guess is the moral of this story (laughs) (laughs) so the thing of turning the camera away as well as him not wanting people to see it adds to the horror doesn't it there's a second encounter in a public restroom he's got her against a dumpster and he again he looks at the camera and he goes like a little cheeky smile and he has the camera turned away i think that had quite a stronger impact probably more so than if the camera had even been looking at it effective use of camera work and the stuff there and yeah this film's got a lot of metaphors and stuff in that lot which i'm sure we could pick through most of them being um you know what you just said (laughs) he's a normal dude in the end Every man can be set on fire, Chris, if you drop enough alcohol. Enough, enough, or, yes. Yeah, I, I don't encourage it, but, you know, it's an effective solution if you're being stalked by a bad misogyny angel, so good stuff. From survival aspects, you can't really fight him one-on-one because he's got a wide array of vague biblical powers and he can bite your head off if needs be. He can also tell blokes what to do as well. That makes us completely helpless, Chris, because he'll tell us to go make him a cup of tea and we'd probably have to make him a cup of tea it does like what is sherry gonna do after this because she's left a trail of destruction in her wake does everyone that was under ethan's control go back to normal is all misogyny ended in the world with the death of him because he plays it up like real big like yeah i'm i'm here to get rid of strong independent women so men can rule but like He's a petty little guy just terrorising one town in America, so he's probably gloating, I don't know. He talks a big game, but how influential is he? What I'm saying is, Chris, man is the real monster, not the misogyny demon. It's the misogyny (laughs) within that creepy bus guy yes of course a lot of women unfortunately suffer with you get the creepy guys that sort of try rubbing up against them and stuff in public places and the film obviously has all the way through it men putting women down and stuff until she rises up at the end and burns the demon of it all it was a good horror film i forgot about the supernatural elements of it so before i'd done the review i was like yeah 100 percent, there'll be a vampire i didn't realize it was going to go to oh no it's a biblical demon thing it boils down to more or less the same thing they're both weak to sunlight but i do like that they changed it up a bit and yeah a a lot of the intrigue for me was what is he and then it gets drip fed and i'm like oh okay that's a nice twist on traditional horror movie monsters i mean it still equates to just being chased by a man but different in your head canon yeah when it released i never saw much promotion for it other than this is only the second time I've seen on Amazon Prime, actually. The first time when I said I came across it on Amazon, I was just looking at the freebie stuff because I didn't have Prime membership, so I couldn't watch it anyway. And I saw the trailer and thought, eh, looks like fun. Maybe we'll come back to it. And forgot all about it. And then when I was just browsing the other week, saw it on there again. I was like, oh, great, we can watch it this time. So, yeah, it was, um, I don't know if it just had a straight digital release or whether it had any theatrical release or not, but uh, 
I saw nothing about it, so I didn't go looking for it. So for me, it flew under the radar. So it was a, it was a nice find for me on there. And um, apart from its secret martial arts organization, which you don't get to see much of and doesn't really play much of a point in the film, it, it was good overall. And I'm, I'm glad I found it. Why do they need to learn martial arts when their whole plan boils down to throw rocks through windows? I have no idea. Can they <laughs> throw rocks through his windows during the day at his own house? Yeah, very possibly. They could have just broken in to his house or blown up the roof or something. Came in like a wrecking ball, Miley Cyrus style, and, and taken the roof off and then petrol bombed him or, or anything. This plan is, you know, it's silly. If they're worried about, like, police investigating, I mean... He he ran asunder through this town, killing uh, countless people. So just one night you burn down his house and then you, you're done. And you get to go back to heaven or whatever the First Lady is up to. So I don't know. I like a lot about this film. But yeah, the last half just... It takes away the main character's agency and I didn't like that. I like that Coulson is in this. You know, from the MCU. <laughs> I like that he's in there. That was a surprise and fun. But yeah, I don't like it enough to recommend. I'll definitely keep an eye out for uh, the director's other works. Right now, they, they haven't done anything since 2020. Uh, the last thing on their IMDb page was um, a podcast series, a drama podcast series. So maybe we should get an IMDb page, Chris, and, and put our podcast on there. I don't think it counts. It's not the same. But yeah, the director is Shannon Feast, I think. Shanae Feast. Feasty, I think. I, I'm not entirely sure on how to pronounce it, but yeah. Uh, I, I'd definitely watch something else uh, by her, because the sparks of brilliance there and careful storytelling and, and details and stuff, it's just yeah, no more third act biblical <laughs> cults that take away the reason for the protagonist being there. So, anything else to add about uh, Run Sweetheart Run? Um, maybe if we put headphones in and then you know, ran at him with a Kill Bill sword, we could take him, but then it'd change into a biblical angel and we'd have to stab him in his many eyes, Chris. That seems like but a hassle. I think it's his eye contact that does it, because, again, this is why I thought it was a vampire thing. Vampires often have a trait. They look you in the eye and they can tell you to do something and you feel the urge to do it. So we fight him and blindfolded the... with Kill Bill swords. No, 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 no. you just got to stare down at the ground constantly, haven't you? He has got a bit of a weakness... In his poor alarm settings. Now, if I was in a demon that mortally weakened him in sunlight, Chris, we're not, not trying to alarm... we're not trying to survive as the misogyny no, demon. No, no, no. Why? Why do you hate out, women, I'm Chris? Out a flaw in his plan here. Why would you set your alarm for he, sunrise? He can teleport. You set your alarm like half an hour before sunrise, so you, your alarm goes off and go. Oh, I have thirty minutes to sunrise. Better get home. Not. Oh, my alarm's going off. Oh, it's sunrise. I'm out in the middle on the bloody dock at a carousel. He can teleport. Also, he was inside, and also he's cocky because you know, the arrogance of of man. Fair enough, Chris. We could survive that at gmail dot com or tweet us at we could survive if you've got any thoughts on Run Sweetheart Run. Uh, we have spoiled it, so if you if you were planning on watching it, sorry, I don't <laughs> know whether I liked it enough to give it a watch, maybe, you know, watch the first, like, 20 minutes and carry on from there, because, you know, those early bits are the best bit, in my opinion, at least. We'll be back next week for another film, but until then, Chris, people can keep on surviving, I guess. They can indeedy, and I can also thank them all for listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly Survivor Guide to the Movies. going to see you next week, but until then, keep on surviving. Goodbye, and I would recommend Run Sweetheart Run. I would not recommend befriending a misogyny demon. Not that, but the film overall, give it a watch. (laughs) 